He slept in his parents' bedroom until he was 13. He wet the bed until he was 14. He doesn't know how to ride a bike. Apparently, he has friends. Welcome to Socially Awkward with Evan Wexel. Wexel. Welcome to Socially Awkward with Evan Wexel. I'm Evan Wexel, and this is a podcast where I interview a different Facebook friend every episode. Uh, I am recording from a conference in Hartford, Connecticut for college entertainment, of which I am a part of. Um, I just wanted to, I've been sitting on this interview for a long time, and uh, I'm going to be interviewing singer, songwriter, comedian first and foremost, uh, Rune Kincaid. He has a new album out called Squirrel Mageddon. And he sent me some tracks, and I was like, okay, these are probably going to be pretty good. And I was laughing out loud because some of the stuff was just hilarious. So I want to jump right in, give you my interview with Rune Kincaid. But first, I do want to tell you guys, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at AwkwardWithEvan, AwkwardWithEvan.com, and Patreon.com slash AwkwardWithEvan to support the show. And please, if you can, five-star review on iTunes to... Uh, yeah. Oh, to subscribe and all that stuff. Uh, where's my head? I had cookies. So, uh, without further ado, I'm just gonna jump right into my interview with the very funny Room Kincaid. This is socially awkward with Evan Wexel. Just to tell you how awkward this is. Uh, right now, I'm doing this episode from my sister's room or childhood room in long island um which is 1 a.m for me hopefully i don't wake my parents but uh by the way yes i am a man in my 30s uh but i'm about to interview a very special guest uh uh, i almost feel like i'm about to interview myself because we're both guitar funny people but this this man just raised the bar because he has a new album out called squirrel mageddon at runekincaid.com. We're going to talk a ton about the album. I've listened to some tracks, and uh, it, it's it's great. So I'm just going to bring him in. Rune Kincaid, welcome to Socially Awkward. Hi. Hi. Was, those are very kind words. No. You said. I like well, them. Yeah, I mean, them. I didn't know that you... I like I, I feel like I've risked, I've listened to your stuff in the past. Uh, I mean, I guess this is like what? your It's your first album... Were you like, was this like a binge you went on, a writing binge for this album, or was this something you were <laughs> compiling over the years? Uh, no, this is my third album. The second one was more of a binge, okay. where I had one song that I thought was really good, so I wrote a bunch of crap to make an album. <laughs> um, this one, I, the oldest pieces were at least seven years old by now, and I, I was just uh, reluctant to get started over oh. and over and over, and then once I started, it turned out there were 20. Wow. That is, that is a rare art these days. Cause usually it's all about like EPs and singles. Um, and you kind of went all in, which is amazing. I was trying to wait till I wrote another good one. Yeah. But, you know, <laughs> at 20, I had to start. There are a lot of good ones for, I guess first we'll start where squirrel Mageddon, the, the title, I guess there's a lot of animal themes in this titles of these tracks. Uh, but what about the title of the album? Oh, well the first, First album I did was called Space Hell Sex Bunny. Okay. And the second one was called American Chip Funk. So I had a like furry rodent theme going, I guess. <laughs> okay. And I thought squirrels would be good cuz when someone's like kind of restless and and weird, you call them squirrely. Yes. So that was always on on my mind and then a lot of 
apocalyptic themes kind of crept into some of the songs. Yeah. And so, cause you know, it's, kind of, yeah, I was. I mean, as as a thirty seconds to Mars uh, fan, I was very happy to see like Permageddon, thirty seconds to Meows, as your final <laughs> track. So I think there's a lot of of stuff here for everyone. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I think I think you kind of like, you cracked the code on a few of these because I think when you did, because you sent me two, you sent me the really funny track. Oh, two cat. I got two cats. Right. Two yeah. Cat, two cats is great. And uh, and then. Then there was another one, and that's like this is not just like an acoustic, you know, just another acoustic song with a funny like reveal. Like that's like a hip hop throwdown about two cats that you have. Um, yeah, it was a beatbox. I I had a song that's not as good uh, um, that I was doing where I would play loop guitar stuff. Right. And I could never. I was using a gigantic amp, and I didn't want to take it to gigs, so I never did it. <laughs> I finally. <laughs> realized when i saw somebody else doing it yeah. you can get something that's you know the size of a cereal box yeah. that does this and actually take it out and so once i got it i started putting the microphone in it and seeing what i could do with a a looping box and it's um you can sit and write a song really fast if you're not too picky yeah i see those at like the the college conferences where like the the acoustic guy shows up and he just starts building loops for a minute and then he like has like a full song like a minute later uh what was, yeah, so was they're, it... they're weird oh go ahead i was gonna say they're weird in in comedy because yeah you, you don't want that long amount of time when no one is having any fun yeah. while you're sitting there like playing pieces into a, a machine for a long time so yeah. uh i have one song that's simple enough to do it on and the rest i've i've wussed out and just <laughs> pre-recorded the track because uh that song two cats that you're talking about actually yeah. takes me about 90 seconds to set up the loop and then the rest <laughs> of the song is only two minutes long so it's not not worth it oh yeah i mean it's it's great i mean and you know like yeah comedy songs don't have to be that long unless you know my my stuff is too long but that like your stuff <laughs> Goes, I mean, I my last song is about like a sixty a sixty something year old sportscaster, and I'm it's five mm-hmm. minutes about him. So you know that's pretty long, but he's on for five hours a day. So that's why I did. Um, so what what in, went into the production of of this? And were you just like self recording this? I mean, I mean, you sent me a couple music videos. Was that just like you filming yourself, or I guess you got a friend to film you in in outdoors or? Uh, yeah, the the one right about butts song. Uh, I had a friend who is a more serious musician than me who makes more serious videos, and I kind of wanted. I liked his style. Yeah, he, he proposed this. Let's go to the you know. Let's go to Orange County. I'll hold the camera. You play guitar. You hold the camera. I'll play guitar. So we got those got those shots that way. Okay. And I I think I for the first time ever managed to make a music video that's not particularly slapstick and and hard for for me to watch because some of my previous ones got a little slapsticky because we're trying too hard trying too hard is no good and are these and, uh, are these videos like for like public viewing yet or is this something like just for yourself or because I know you sent that's, me that's a secret I just finished uh, one of those last night so I haven't. Oh. I haven't actually gotten to the point of YouTube and okay. and that kind of stuff, but that's that's on the menu. Okay. Should I should I another one? Should I ask where the butt girl came from? She's oh. very, she's very competent. Well, we hired her and shot for several hours, <laughs> okay. several hours of twerking. Uh, 
Just kidding. It's stock stock video. Yeah. I bought it for eighty bucks. Oh, okay, uh, it'll, probably, it'll probably pay back. It'll probably earn itself tenfold. Uh, <laughs> you can only hope. And the other one I did shoot myself because my co-stars being cats, I yeah. knew there was really only so much crew they could tolerate, and no travel, right, and no compensation, right. So that's cheap. That's yeah. It's, that's good. And I'm sure, let's see, some of these others. I mean, I guess you have a song called The Sun Is Gonna Blow Up. I guess you could, the sun, it's kind of hard to get them, get them <laughs> to get the sun to pay attention. Yeah. Once that happens, we're going to, I'm going to get some cameras on that and I'll have some footage. That's the one that's, that's seven years old. I remember coming down to the wire as I was finishing my other album and that mm-hmm. one's being written. And I was like, I'm sure I'll have another album soon. So yeah. we'll just, we'll just do that. And then seven years later, there it is. Yeah, and there's a. I assume the the track at Rune Kincaid. I assume that's that's your tweets turned into a song. Yeah, that's tweets over <laughs> loop guitar. Okay, great. Because uh, right about here's the thing, right about butts, which in parentheses right about butts with R I G H T instead of W. Either way, um, <laughs> this like I thought it was you were doing something where it was you were like kind of like peeling back like going like meta with like just how songs work and then you then you totally took it to like a very like simple like that's that's kind of like a funny thing you could like you know show up in a college and you know just play that song and and they're hooked so (laughs) yeah it's just like it's it's so great um they like butts there too they do but butts is butts is the thing butts is what trends um (laughs) And now so you're a, you're a person and oh, well I guess I'll probably mention this again but I went to your website so this is this is a pay what you can album right now yeah okay yeah okay just listen just listen please yeah and so people, <laughs> I, they don't have a button for that so I I, I use the pay pay what you want button but it's really you know listen right just listen. right so so you can get it at Bandcamp um but so you're not is it, is it worth it to do just in general is it worth it for like an artist to do iTunes and Spotify and all that stuff or is your stuff also getting there or yeah okay. it's free now okay uh yeah. I, I put it up through louder i learned learned my lesson over the years of, of yeah. various services that will put you on iTunes and stuff and yeah did i say louder i think it's sound drop sound drop okay yeah, yeah. with me i've built up i had all these like i kept paying like these annual like promotion package to reverb nation and yeah. they gave me like i guess they give me like a distribution credit every year so i like i've mm-hmm. built up a bunch but i just don't know if like they pay differently than other services or if it's like a general universal rate like if someone gets your itunes song but i guess it's so hard now with streaming everything's streamed yeah so, spotify is a totally different model and yeah and there's something called deezer i don't i don't know what that is but there was a button and i checked it so my album is there now Oh, good. <laughs> yeah. I'll get like these weird notifications from Reverb Nation. Like your album is now available at this. I'm like, I don't know what that is, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah, I've heard of Deezer. I actually think, I think that's on their list. Um, it's on the dark web. Nice. Yes. Right with Mr. Robot. Um, are you, so you're a, a man from Denver, Denver, Colorado, yes. I take it. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, I love Loveland, Colorado, but uh, Denver is my closest metropolis. Okay. Um, and I guess I guess I asked is just you have a you have a three one zero cell, but you have a a, a nine seven zero office number. I feel like is that backwards? You have an office. No, that, the, the office number is just ancient, so it's from from Colorado. Oh, so you just brought it over here? Yeah. Okay. Still got it. Yeah. 
All right. Yeah, I mean, I brought my, I still have my 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 Long Island cell area code, but that's legit. Nice. Okay. Um. So when when did you when did you join the the world of funny people? Did you join this in Denver? Did you join this when you got to LA? Or what's your moving to LA story? No, I didn't do this kind of music in Colorado, but I was in a few bands. And I think maybe the first one attempted to be serious. The second one did something that was sort of serious, but just came out sarcastic, but not funny. (laughs) (laughs) And then at at that point, nobody likes you. And um, I guess I came out here and I had a couple songs that were on the edge and somebody invited me to play uh to open for their band which was called the johnsons and uh they were they were comedy and i went and played my comedy it seemed to go over well Uh and i kind of said hey you could you could be more uh kind of keep that aesthetic but be more likable if you play the same (laughs) things in a comedy venue (laughs) oh yeah and then this was wait was this in los angeles yeah that was Uh, uh, that was after i'd moved out here okay um Nice. What what have been your venues of choice? Like what what suits you? What's your preferred uh, stage? I prefer oh, I prefer music uh shows. Yeah. Like uh you know, a nice nice lineup of musicians cuz um they're not expecting to laugh, which makes it easier to make them laugh. Right. And I like uh the low bar, and the low <laughs> expectations. <laughs> All of that stuff. It doesn't go the other way. It I don't think it goes the other way. If you go to the comedy club, they don't they don't appreciate your your chord progressions and, and counterpoint yeah. uh, so much. Maybe maybe sometimes, but uh, the best I'll get is uh, you know if I I don't screw up any notes, people might praise that. <laughs> but so I've always enjoyed playing music shows still, but uh, comedy's cool too. Yeah, there's, there's a lot to learn by by being there. I think it's a good, like the way everyone's crowded together at a club is really good. Uh, yeah. but I don't, I don't know. It just doesn't, it never was my thing. I mean, it was good to go up there and you know, you get like your eight minutes, but it's like when you're so used to doing more, it's just not compatible. Uh, yeah. I like a, I like a 20. Uh, yeah. The, the times I've, uh, opened for a headliner and done, got the 20 in between the host and the headliner right 20s yeah that's that's about five songs yeah you can you have your two good ones at the beginning and end two pretty good ones <laughs> at the second and fourth spot and then you're you're uh risky this may not go well right in the middle <laughs> yeah with enough space to dig out of it right uh never could find that perfect middle song yeah i know sometimes mine are like just they're time sensitive like I had one about the like election, like the final two. It was like before oh sixteen, and you know I can only play it. You know now I can't play it anymore until like twenty twenty. Then like you know oh you you just gotta go go like I do because I've got one on here called oil spill that <laughs> is a hundred percent about the BP oil spill, which must have been <laughs> I don't know how many years ago, That's an inappropriate amazing. amount of years ago to to release a song about it now. Yeah. And I just kind of picked away all the specific parts until it was kind of general. Yeah. And then it, it fit in there because I had a lot. I had a, a song about the earth blowing up, of course. There's a song about <laughs> earthquakes. There's the the many uh, implications that some kind of Armageddon is approaching and only <laughs> myself and my cats are going to escape it. <laughs> oh, is that and, the 30 uh, seconds to meows? Or that's the first? Yeah, yeah. yeah okay, I got it. That's what we're building towards. I kind of had this. 
So there's an overlying of- arc for this album. It's like it's not like just throwing. You have a beginning, a middle, and an end. Yeah, I, I had I had kind of this image of like a, a cultural Armageddon, like an idiocracy kind of yes situation, I guess. Yes, and uh, and I thought I would fight that by making more bad art, <laughs> and so kind of uh, uh, I had. There, there's an idea in there that there's a musical meme that kind of starts to be an infection. Yeah. And then I was going to make a very explicit track with like radio reporters saying what was going on. And I thought that's just too much. That's too on the nose. Yeah. And, uh, and it all scripted and ready to voice act. And I didn't do it. Yeah. Uh, cause it's a music album. Right. You got to leave some space. All right. We're going to get back to my talk with room Kincaid, but first I must tell you about patreoncom slash funny Evan. Patreon is a website that allows supporters like you to hopefully uh, financially back me up uh, for as little as a dollar a month uh, so I can keep doing this podcast. Uh, I offer rewards to you guys. If you want to donate like $3 a month, I'll make you part of my awkward army. $5 a month, I'll send you an FMXL cell phone wallet. And uh, I'll even just reward tiers for producer credit, consultation by me, or... Um, what the heck else oh title sponsorship so that's what i'm all about um i love doing this podcast i have over four thousand five hundred facebook friends still to interview and to help me continue to get there uh, i definitely need your help from patreon.com because i've got to pay for my hosting and other things uh so let's get back to the very funny room kincaid um what are do you so you obviously you have your your two cats hip-hop beat You've got your acoustic yeah. stuff. Are there other genres of music for some of these tracks? Uh, well, I've actually got a little more uh, produced uh, rap called Risky Business. Okay. And what happened What happened there was I fell quite in love with this piece of music called uh, Love on a Real Train uh-huh. by Tangerine Dream. It's from the soundtrack of Risky Business, and I was going to sample it. Okay. And... Uh, add some percussion and then rap. Yeah. And it turns out that when you sample something, you have to get a lot of permission from a lot of people who don't care. Yeah. Or, or are dead also. Yeah. And, uh, that, that got so laborious that I just wrote a track to replace it. And, uh, I'm really happy with that one. I think it, it ended up being the right decision to, to play my own instruments and do my own thing. And, uh, you know, I'm happy about that. Definitely. I mean, my last song, I, I was originally a parody of Leonard Cohen's Hallelujah. And <laughs> it was, it's, it's like, you know, and this is about the, again, the 60 something year old guy who does New York sports talk. And, yeah. uh, and you know, I would have loved to have like released it as that, but I'm not willing to pay a license for that. I'd rather, I kind of, it, it ends up like I, I wrote the lyrics. I just used the same lyrics and just wrote like a generic melody to fill it out and, and produce it with friends. But yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's, yeah. You gotta like, gotta make sure it's not sampling. It's just yeah, like what you can't make that back the way the music business is right now. <laughs> so it's just, yeah, it's, I, it's, it's just your labor of love, but yeah. I don't even know how parody works. I've never tried that one. I've, I've done cover songs, right. which is currently like a breeze. Yeah. It, there's no problem. And I thought that sampling was going to be something like that, right. uh, and it's nowhere close. <laughs> so 
I do. I put a cover on this one too. It's "Can You Picture That," which is a song from the Muppet movie. Because <laughs> uh, someone had approached me with the idea of making a charity album, right? Uh, with all Muppet covers, and I went right to it. And I thought, <laughs> I, I'd love that song. I. It's to me, it's like the personification of just constant pointless noise <laughs> and so i wanted to like update it from the 70s when it was first recorded to the 2000s or so when i was doing this so i i listened to a whole lot of mastodon for, for a while <laughs> to try to get their their drummer and guitarist and and bassist kind of stylings and then i played it which i can't believe i did because i can't play that well anymore right and this was actually recorded a long time ago so i couldn't even come close but uh, I just made all kinds of hellacious noise and screamed a bunch. That one's pretty different. And then a lot of the rest of it is guitar and voice, coffee shop, that kind of thing. <laughs> very, very interesting. Um, so you, do you only play, do you play more than just guitar? Can you play other stuff? Uh, sort of. I play, I play bass. That translates pretty easily. Oh, yeah. I... I played Cajon on one track. What's a Cajon? Uh, oh, Cajon is that box. You see the guy? Oh, like a beatbox? Like bus- yeah, like it, buskers. You sit on top of it and yeah, hit it. Yeah, yeah. I got you. It's a highly portable, highly <laughs> versatile instrument. And then I had a friend, Alex Montilla, played on on two tracks. And those, I'm pretty sure if you listen to the three tracks with Cajon, you'll know which one's which. Yeah. Um, and uh, I also cheat because I have a MIDI guitar that I got a while ago oh, and you just okay. hook that up to your computer machine and suddenly you're a, uh, if you know how to play guitar, you know how to play anything. So yeah. I use that for some organs, maybe a piano here and there, a couple things. Oh, there's a big synth in the sun is going to blow up that I played on guitar. It sounds like I played a keyboard, but <laughs> my keyboard skills are pretty bad. Yeah. That is hey man, better than nothing. Got to go with that. Yeah. Uh, here, let me ask you a question that all comedians hate being asked. Um, mm-hmm. What do you do? You have favorite comedians or favorite musical influences in the comedy genre or favorite that, yeah, other people? Totally. Who? I don't know. Why do they? Why do they hate being asked? This? I don't know. I get. I get asked that. I'm. That's just me. I because oh, okay. people ask me who who your influences are, and, and you know, like for me, like my real answer is probably like like Jim Carrey or Bon Jovi. And it's like, uh, I just don't, I don't know. I, I mean, Stephen Lynch told me, showed me it can be done. Um, and yeah. Adam Sandler is like, he's great. I mean, on like a big scale. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Who's, who's some of your, your favorites, maybe people favorite you've gotten to work with or just your favorites in general. Oh, I, I adore flight of the Concords. I think the genre hopping on top of the comedy yeah it's kind of amazing um i guess i go all the way back to like spinal tap also nice, nice. which i think is where where the sarcasm as comedy comes from because it's kind of like 90 minutes of sarcasm laid on <laughs> to the to, to heavy metal music yeah um uh, tenacious d is yes. awesome yes of course did get to to meet them at one occasion and uh yeah, certainly. Um, oh, I almost forgot my absolute favorite is Tim Minchin, the pianist from Australia slash the UK. Oh, I um, have to hear that. I don't. I'm not familiar. Ah, you gotta look up Tim Minchin. Okay. I got. I got. 
Well, I was watching, well, I was first learning about Flight of the Concords. I got way into concision and trying to be, be trying to have closely grouped punchlines and short songs and short intros. Not very, not a lot of instrumentals. And Tim Minchin is the opposite. He's got 12 minute songs and three minute songs that are all set up with a three minute punchline after it to make a six minute song. So, uh, tried to learn some lessons from him about, you know, space and, you know, still making space for the music as opposed to just cramming a bunch of punchlines over chords, which, you know, so I think I ended up somewhere in the middle. Neither, <laughs> neither epically awesome nor particularly <laughs> concise and efficient. But yeah, Tim Minchin's amazing. I met him as well. I unfortunately did not know that he was my favorite at the time. Yeah. But uh, he, he left a CD at the, the place I was working and I adore it. Nice. Nice. Um, what, what is there a, is there a track people should go to first or does it not matter? Should they just start at the beginning? Of this squirrel Mageddon? Yeah, I, I guess starting at the beginning is good, but if you don't have uh, 70 minutes of patience. <laughs> oh, I, shoot. That I, just thought it was like a 12 minute song. You have a 13 minute song. Diamonds are for morons. That is an opus. Yeah. That, that one, that's um, the original. The first time I had written it out and put the, the loops on and tried it, it was 22 minutes. <laughs> and that was too much. <laughs> that also threatened the, my ability to put uh, everything else onto one CD. Yeah. So I had to cut it down to 12 ah. ish, 12, 12 or 13, like 1256 maybe. I don't know. So wait, all the, yeah, what, all the, what of that track? Like what's, what's happening in diamonds are for morons. Uh, diamonds are for morons is a song about the diamond industry <laughs> okay. and the history of it. And, and the, the, the violence and the chaos and the manipulation and the marketing and the, the strange, strange twists of why diamonds are <laughs> valued the way they are when they're also practically the most common gem on the planet. <laughs> Sounds like a piece of journalism. You've yeah, sculpted it, it was more. It was more of a piece of journalism, and I wrote it out that way first, and then the idea was, was I was going to read that while I had these loops playing. And that's uh, okay. how it got to be. 22 minutes and i didn't get to say as much about conflict diamonds as i would like to or as much about um uh, re recommitment rings and other other rings that are made to sell small siberian diamonds as opposed to large african diamonds yeah uh but i learned a lot and i think everyone will will too as long <laughs> as they have 13 13 minutes to spare hey man that's like three miles on the 405 i think anyone can do that that that's true totally works that's true so Diamonds are for morons is, is a is a good one. You never know where love will find you is is one of the ones I definitely want to make a music video for. Okay. And uh, kiss me now is is on the list. That's the one. Believe it or not, is about earthquakes, <laughs> and and I would like to put together the big budget earthquake music video it deserves as opposed to uh the one that i can shoot in my apartment with my cats. Yeah, you could just get the, <laughs> some samples from like a San Andreas. Just oh yeah, <laughs> I got the I got the stock video account, so now I'm just gonna go crazy. Yeah, definitely. What what's your stock? What is it for people that want stock video? Where are you going? Where's the best oh. place to go for stock video? Uh, Adobe Stock. Okay, works works okay. pretty well. Okay, and if you're editing in Premiere, then you know things will go pretty smooth, I guess. Okay, you got your all your Adobe tools hooked up. Okay, 
It's good. Give that a shot. Okay. It's good behind the scenes info. Um, yeah. Since since this is a, a Facebook friend podcast, have have so you've been promoting this on Facebook, I assume. Are there other purposes of your Facebook activity? Uh, oh yeah. How how the, was, uh, is Facebook Rune different than than real Rune or? I don't know. Yeah, he does. He, does, he talks even less. <laughs> uh, the, yeah, the way I the way I put this out for the first time was to do a live stream on Facebook. So I fired up Facebook Live and just played the tracks with you know just little title cards. Absolutely oh, cool. no video production right. worth watching. So you know people could listen because I've done the the release party and the egomaniac in me realized. I don't really want people to come and listen to me play these songs live because <laughs> I didn't work very hard on that. I worked very hard on producing this, uh, produced album thing. Yeah. It's got, you know, drums and stuff. Whereas my live performance is just me banging out chords or beatboxes and, yeah. and words. So I, I tried to think of a way to <laughs> create a captive audience <laughs> that could only listen to the album. Yeah. Uh, so that, that's a very prag, pra, very practical and egomaniacal way of, <laughs> of doing it. So that is the thing that I did on Facebook. Nice. Um, I guess I'll turn around. Uh, usually I ask at people at the end, do you have any questions for me? Since this is probably one of our more extended conversations of all time. I usually like to turn the tables at the end. That's good. Anything you want to know? Uh, no. So when, when is your... <laughs> When is your album coming out? I don't, I don't, I, the last two things I've done have been like just singles. I did the final two single about like, you know, the two bad options of Trump and Clinton. And then Mm -hmm. I wrote, I wrote the song about Mike Francesa, the sports talk show host. Um, that came out in August, but the cool thing was I got to play the song in front of him, uh, in person on the air. I played a comedy song on a sports talk station. So, uh, in front of a lot of people on the Jersey shore. So, Yeah. And I don't, I don't know what's next for me, musically or release-wise. I have songs that could be recorded. I just I don't know how I want to do it yet. I think that's smart, though. The one at a time, you kind of you, you can condense condense your time frame. So when you've got the topical stuff, you can get it out in time. And then you're also not you know storing everything up into one you know and putting all your eggs in one basket and then yeah. hoping people like it. <laughs> yeah i mean i my song probably about him is probably going to be less relevant once he's like because he's leaving the the radio station in december and then he's probably gonna do other stuff but my song will be is, is relevant for like the next two months <laughs> then who knows um but you know then i'll find the next thing or i'll write a song about hulk hogan hopefully he'll hear it i don't know what's gonna happen next uh <laughs> but you know i like getting specific and We'll see. I mean, I had I had this written this. I have a song I play sometimes about like just wishing that you know only assholes die like the rest of the year because you know like we've lost Tom Petty and David Bowie and you know who's gonna go yeah. next. And I have a line about like you know OJ Simpson. Par- like I saw I sing about OJ Simpson being paroled, and uh, <laughs> this was like a year before he was actually paroled or or six months before. So it's like, well, I called that. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah, Maybe you got you got to get, get in. in. Maybe you have a career in in the justice system. I I could. I think it's just knowing when parole dates are coming up and just knowing how the legal system can work. But eh, oh. it's a detail. Oh, you're ahead of a lot I, of us. I knew he was. I knew he was due. I knew he was due to be paroled. So uh, 
I just knew that he was going to be like, you know, one of like, you know, the bad people I'd want in my song. Like, you know, it's like him and, uh, you know, like Vladimir Putin, Kim Jong-un, the usual. So, yeah. Yeah. So you're, you're a New York sports fan. Yes. Yeah. I'm very excited. Yes. I'm very excited. I can't believe it. It's like snuck up on me. (laughs) uh, I I know I'm, I'm out in LA and I have had my eye on, on Dodgers world series tickets. We'll see if that's, uh, within the realm of possibility (laughs) today might be the absolute worst day to, to look into that. Yeah. My, my friend from high school had, and we're, he's Yankee fan too, but he had game two Dodgers Cubs tickets and I just, I couldn't do it. But I'm, I'm all open for like, you know, watching the world series with Dodger fans and just like going back and forth with them. If that opportunity (laughs) arises, I think it'd be fun. Um, yeah. Yeah. So my wife's calling me decline that crap. How dare she? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, it's, it should be exciting. I mean, if it is, if the Yankees can close the deal, I mean, that'd be great, but you know, it's either way. I think anyone but the Cubs, because now the Cubs are just any other team because they won last year. So yeah, there's no yeah, there's, there's no, no mystique. There's no gimmick with them. They're just like a big market team. Yeah. So no, the, so the gimmick now is the number one market versus the number two market, <laughs> and all the executives just crying and jumping out of windows if the Astros should happen to win and I, ruin their perfect World Series. I know the perfect World Series. And uh, are you following then? Do you follow? Are you? I guess you're following the Broncos. Are you a Trevor Simeon person? Oh, this this is an important question, and yeah. uh, I feel we need uh, several minutes to cover this. <laughs> uh, but yeah, for the most part, I'm getting really nervous lately. We can't we can't have these losing streaks happening. He's not looking good. Defensive backs are reading his eyes. Are you a Giants fan too? Because that means your team. I'm a Jets fan. Team. I'm a Jets fan. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, I can't cool. believe that either way. But the Giants, you know, the, the can't the NFL's been so weird this year so far. Yeah, and so I will be at the game on Sunday here in LA. Oh wow! And so wait, the, I, the Broncos are coming to LA to play the Rams. Uh, no, they're playing the Chargers on Sunday. Oh, the Chargers. Oh, that's right. Yeah, they're in LA. <laughs> so yeah. <dumb>. No. <laughs> Not everyone is. Few people have noticed, but they're here. And You're going to be able to sit wherever you want in that stadium. No, no, it's what? is it is a tough ticket because the stadium only fits seventeen thousand or something. I thought it's twenty seven thousand. Oh, they, and they oh, like they close sure. off the upper deck or something. I guess. Well, either way, there's at least that many uh, displaced Coloradans out here in right. Los Angeles right. who will buy up those tickets. Yeah, send, in the absence of actual Chargers fans. <laughs> Go the Chargers, sixteen road games. <laughs> <laughs> so i did i did not really want to see brock osweiler on yeah. on sunday but i don't know maybe it can't be helped he's back we'll see. yeah <laughs> so weird um nice man um cool so i will say runekingcade.com for your album r-h-u-n-e the what who were you named after where's rune come from let's break this down uh, my dad made that up Really? Yeah. There was no word ever or no like old ancient like German translation or anything like that? I don't know what No, just rune. Well, it is a it is a word okay. sort of. So a, a rune is is in your uh Celtic or Scandinavian or Tolkien okay. or uh Game of Thrones mythology. <laughs> Wait, maybe not. No, no Game of Thrones. Okay. Uh a rune rune is typically a rock. Okay. Or a magic rock with yeah. a magic symbol, also okay. known as a rune. <laughs> yeah, it's also a 
real alphabet used in Scandinavia. Oh, right. Um, and it, so it, it kind of magical in the way that language is magical and mm-hmm. letters are magical, mm-hmm. but also in, in fantasy novels or films or television shows, sometimes a rune is kind of like a magic um, rock. You might hold it and assume some kind of power or cast some kind of spell with it because every letter has kind of like a representation like you know there's a letter for that is the word r but it also means safe journey yeah. so you know that kind of thing you kind of you can kind of cast a rune in an effort to bring about uh the results you're looking for okay yeah okay. you know it's, it's uh, kind of it's at the, and at the same time you also i think had to know them or you couldn't read and write <laughs> This is good. You're the key to a lot of things. Yeah, it's it's high level magic, and then also like um, third grade level reading magic. Nice. Um, and th- did you make? C- I saw. I see on your your blog you you made. Did you make CDs also of your album too? Or are they like shrink wrap CDs? Did. Wow. I made a limited edition of 100 because. Who buys physical discs anymore? I, my car is old enough to have one, and I just feel like my five-year-old would love to sing about butts. So, oh, good. So I'll I'll have to hook that up somehow. Are you giving him musical training at, at well, this early age? Well, my right now his two favorite songs are uh, are Monster by the band Skillet and right. uh, and uh, War of Change by Thousand Foot Crutch. He's a he's a big alt heavy alt rock metal person. And right. He likes thirty he, seconds to Mars as well, just because of like the tiger artwork. But um, yeah, <laughs> that's his taste. But I think you know, like it's a good butt song and, and two cats. I think you like that <laughs> stuff too. So, do you think he picked up the inclination towards hard rock from the the WWE? No, I think he. I think he picked that up from from watching. Sp- they have like these Spider Man like music videos on like YouTube, uh, and they sometimes have these like just these metal songs in the background. So like I, you know, like Thousand Foot Crutch a band is like I. I almost wanted to take him to that their show. Like they were, I don't know where they were playing, maybe in like Inland Empire or somewhere. But like I'd always like tweet. I'd always tweet. Uh, them videos of him singing like war of change and then they'd like they'd like it so you know he he's he's definitely wants he likes green day a little bit too and all right uh, yeah so you know he's definitely an all alternative person he's definitely alt. all right and then there's but, like uh, lion king but you know no one's perfect yeah <laughs> yeah uh okay well, speaking of of wwe yeah do you know the name jim johnston yeah he, he does all the music back in the day yeah I only became aware of this this person recently, and I knew all of his his music from you know hearing them, but it never occurred to me that the same person could have written so many yeah different wrestler themes in so many different musical styles. From you know he's probably written a couple thousand metal intros to you know Callisto or reggae yeah. or. Well, well, no. Now it's now it's uh it's CFOs. They're the guys that do like all the themes, and they're like amazing. Like they've had stuff like be like number one in the soundtrack genre, just for like 
there's like a guy shinsuke nakamura like they just have like this japanese violin playing that's just amazing and it's just all instrumental and then there was this song glorious about this one guy who's just kind of like sounds like a big queen song so uh <laughs> yeah he's like you know the next generation of they're like the next generation of jim johnston it's like these two guys that just you know start doing their own thing and then you know it it was going well and they're just like always busy now that is a cool niche yeah to, i mean they must constantly have someone coming in and say, write this. You don't have to think of your own. Yeah. Own and then sometimes or, they have, and they bring in the vocalists. Way. They bring in the vocalists that uh, sometimes the vocalists are not like revealed, like who's singing on the track. Cause maybe the vocalist doesn't want to be identified with the song if it doesn't go well. But yeah, but then mm-hmm. with some of them, uh, I think it's like people you've heard of. And then the really cool Time, uh, thing that sometimes happens is at the live event if it's like a big event you can bring that band in and they'll like they'll play live the entrance as the guy comes out that's perfect like, like for example like motorhead i think did that once or twice for triple h yeah i've seen of, this footage yes <laughs> so yeah it's definitely a cool thing like just like yeah like what's this person seem like what are we going for yeah yeah and then they 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 nail it they do different yep. genres. You, must, you have to know so much about instrumentation and yep. and different cultures and how they approach their music. Yeah, it's totally. They definitely do that with like the international stars. They definitely add that. Like you can tell, like it's a Japanese person. Just like there's a little that, that flavor there. Uh, sometimes they're a little over the top because like they had this one guy from like Great Britain who's like you know he's like a you know curly little mustache and like a you know like spiffy outfit and yeah, like, yeah. he's coming out to like you know this little einstein caliber british march so you're like that's pretty obvious <laughs> i think that's more just like lifted footage but whatever <laughs> yeah so cool man well yeah definitely runekincade.com squirrel mageddon available everywhere or pay what you can on his website and join his mailing list and uh are there live so there's either really are there going to be live performances you think of this stuff ever or just like you just like guest spotting in la or or what do you think well there have been live performances of most of it as i was workshopping all of it oh good so i haven't i think i've literally played one show this year i played at san uh, San francisco sketch fest and and then it was a head down in the studio for months and months at a time yeah and now it's music videos. I'm trying to make as many as possible because usually I, I put out the album, I make some videos, and then drift on to other things. But maybe five. Is that a good okay. goal? Yeah. And one thing – I had I, one I had yeah, a go fever ahead. dream where I was like, I'm going to make all 20. <laughs> I'm going to try to keep the ideas as simple as possible yeah. and make all 20. I'll have a 70-minute movie. I don't think that's actually going to happen because mm-hmm. I don't have that kind of dedication or follow-through. But it was fun to think about for a minute. I, I could, I could recommend, I went on Fiverr for my last song and I got a lyric video made, but oh, it, was nice. like, it was like a guy in like Pakistan and like his English yeah. was so bad. So, <laughs> so like if I said like parentheses around like a lyric, he would literally yeah. type out parentheses and then the words and it just, it just so we, we went back and forth by like 20 times and it should have only been like three but oh, a lyric so video could be the way to go if you just have like a lyric driven thing. Just you could pay some, you could, or if you could probably do that yourself with just like motion graphics or whatever. What right. if I, 
so I hire the guy from Fiverr and I don't tell him until it's too late that the song is 13 minutes long. <laughs> Constant he, he, he talking would. It would as be, fast as I can. You would be, well, no, I think they do have like different tiers based on how long the song is. But the one thing you want to make sure of is like unlimited revisions. Like oh. make sure you get unlimited revisions from the person, but they may charge you based on how long the, the video is. But you know, who would, who, <laughs> I pity the soul that you, agrees to unlimited revisions with me. <laughs> you just search lyric music video, you'll find people. And it's, but sometimes they just don't do, do like English is question. I'm trying to like, there's Fiverr and then there's like this website Upwork. I'm trying to like get like help on a website with, and you, you just, you're, you don't know if like how good their English is when they're writing you. And, uh, but you know, whatever they're, they're so affordable. It, but, at some point, do you provide him with a lyric sheet? I did. I, gets- I, I, I sent him the full lyric sheet and I just, but I had to be very specific of like how big I wanted these words or like which way I want. Cause he had his general thing of like the lyrics would scroll, scroll up or they'll scroll down or left yeah. and right. And I had to like create a pattern for them because he gave me this like a regular pattern of these lyrics and they were like hanging around for like 20 seconds. And just like, there's a very specific timing, like for a lyric video, at least in my eyes. So cause, yeah, like, that's, that's the appeal. Yeah. Cause that's the way you do it. And I feel like I did that once when I did a, uh, for attack of the cougar, I kind of like just, you know, like hijacked all these photos and, uh, but it sunk up with, uh, with all the lyric lines. But yeah, I just, you know, you guys got to be like so specific if you're bringing on someone that English isn't their first language or they're like, they don't get the concept of like that it's a comedy song and how it works. And yeah, you know, or just go on Craigslist. So we'll see. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm going to look into that because the more, the more ways I can find, I do want to do two, maybe three big, you know, film crew, not film right. crew, but yeah, you know, music, get a director to actually keep me in line. And then as many of the like small ones where I can just think of a, a quick way of doing it. Mm-hmm. That's not, you know, preferably it doesn't involve leaving the house. Right. Yeah. I mean, you could do like get a lyric video for probably like 20, 30 bucks. Whole thing. I'm into done. this. Yes. So on five. Okay. Right. So now there's going to be the two that you saw yeah. and 18 lyric videos. <laughs> and that's my motion picture. <laughs> yeah. I would, I would say pick the content that's more friendly to lyric stuff. I mean, if you have like, I think if you can get a video of like you preparing your cats for an Armageddon, I think that's kind of cool. Uh, well, that, that one's know. not a song. It's more of a sketch. Oh, it is. I, so, okay. I have to listen to these more. But I'm going to, I'm going to check out Fiverr. Maybe I can find an animator who would you could, they, draw. That's what they do. This? Yeah. You can find animators as well. Oh man. Okay. Yes. This is good stuff. Everything is there. I'm going to look into this. Yes. The world came to us through Fiverr and, and college and college interns. So, yeah. All right, sounds good, man. I, I I'm very excited about this album. I will find a way to either get a hard copy from you or pay what I can. Oh, just tell me where to send it. I'll send you. One. Okay. Yes. Good. <laughs> I'll play him. I can't wait to play him the butt song. All right. There you go. All right, cool, man. Runekincaid.com. Um, what's your Twitter or uh, at Instagram? Any that stuff too? At Runekincaid everywhere? Yeah, okay. at Runekincaid everywhere. R-H-U-N-E-K-I-N-C-A-I-D. Okay. As someone pointed out, Squirrel Mageddon by Runekincaid leaves not a single easy to spell thing for people <laughs> to Google. But you know what? There's not, you're, you're cornering the market and that's what matters. That's right. You're making the market. I can, you're the pioneer. 
can buy those search terms that no one else wants. <laughs> oh, those keywords. Yeah. How, how, wait, how do buying search terms work? I always want to know this because I'm trying to like get into that more. How do you oh. buy a search term? You, you go into Google AdWords, you yeah. set up a campaign, you give them some money. Yeah. And then there's just a box and you write in keywords you want. Oh, that's... it gets more complicated after that. No, but... I, I, oh, okay, I've done that. I'm good. That's how you get started. Then you find out if your keywords are actually affordable, reasonable, or actionable oh. later. Oh. After you after you've paid for them. I got gotcha. you. Huh. Who knew? All right. Yeah. Good. Okay, Mr. Rune. This is very nice. Yeah, good okay. to catch up. Yes, definitely. Done. But I hope you didn't wake anyone up no, where I you are. I didn't. No, they they they're dead to the world, everyone. They they're other <laughs> their hearts heavy sleepers. Nice. Yeah. All right. Have a good one, Rune. I'll talk to you yeah, soon. Yeah, you too. Yes. Sounds good. Okay. Bye. All right. I want to thank Rune Kincaid for coming on Socially Awkward with Evan Wexel. It's a very funny guy. I mean, he's doing something very unique um, because streaming music, downloading music is not that uh, lucrative for artists. So might as well just do pay what you can. Um, and he has an amazing number of tracks on his album, Squirrel Mageddon. I think there's like 23 tracks. And uh, you can pay like whatever you want for it, which is pretty amazing. On iTunes, it would cost you probably like $15. But Rune's a good guy. Um, so before we go, uh, socially Awkward with Evan Wexel at Awkward with Evan on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, awkwardwithevan.com, Apple Podcast Reviews to subscribe and five star me and make me feel special would be amazing. I am a little bit backlogged on my interviews. This is good. I have a couple more I need to prepare to be broadcast. So in the meantime, I'm going to do that. But of course, remember to stay awkward. Thanks for listening. Go to awkwardwithevan.com to like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. Now for Evan's mom to pick out his clothes for tomorrow. See you next time on Socially Awkward with Evan Wexel. 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 Wexel.